So these objects, they become self-aware because you define them. You're an x-ray. So when the x-ray is taken, it knows who took it. You know, that's traditional software because today you could do that. If you take an x-ray, you, you have a field for the person, the name of the person who, who took the uh, uh, x-ray or who the patient is or what type of x-ray it is. These are all the traditional structured data that define that object. And what we've added is we've added more layers to that object. Like here's how you capture and maintain your information, Mr. X-ray. You know, these are channels that you have privately for uh, exchanging information or keeping information between yourself and the doctor and the nurse. And here's one channel that is the way you hold communication information between the uh, medical people and the patient. So this is part of that architecture. And by the way, here's your LLM. And the way you interact with these users, you use natural language to interact with them. And the way you uh, humans uh, load documents or attachments, read all of them. Or if you hold, a, there's a conference call that's happening between uh, two people, uh, you are responsible for organizing that conference. And just like we are talking, that object would be sitting there. And at the end, this file, this video file, we don't have to save it somewhere. The object itself will hold it because the object has a place in the database. And so, and it, it, it belongs to that object. And because it can transcribe this uh, video, it'll turn the tech, it'll turn it into text and it can use the LLM, read it and understand exactly what was said in the conversation. And because it knows what it is, it knows that it's an X-ray, it's a chest X-ray, it belongs to me. It can use the AI aspect of that uh, uh, technology that is embedded in it to read the transcript and understand and remember what it said about it. What I say about the X-ray, what you say about the X-ray. So that object becomes more and more aware, just like a person. You're listening to The AI Optimist with Declan Dunn. Wow, the aware AI x-ray. Sounds like something ChatGPT would hallucinate. Well, in part two of our interview with Omadea CEO, Masood Alabash, we take a look at how an x-ray can actually be intelligent and how this might impact healthcare. And before you jump to conclusions that this sounds like really crazy, anything can be an object. Because object messaging is not new. Just like people send and receive emails, objects and computer systems send, receive, and process messages to execute functions. But now with intelligent objects, sometimes called smart objects, all these tools have built-in intelligence. And it's not just healthcare. For example, sure you could have an aware x-ray that has an idea of the stakeholders, who's involved, what's important, what are the regulations, when does it need to notify people? instead of relying on people to have to move the objects, meaning and messages along. It's also impacting agriculture where they have soil sensors depicting how much water to put in or robotic harvesters. Even back to healthcare, there's patient monitoring. What you're looking at is a whole world that Masood says should operate like a symphony, like an orchestra playing in harmony, playing together with each player doing their role and AI lifting the role of the terrible drudgery chores of men moving stuff around and making us more efficient. Take a listen. This is really fun. The aware AI x-ray. If intelligent objects will make healthcare efficient, imagine what they can do for you. So imagine uh, in your company, however big it is, imagine you have this magical person 
who that knows everybody, who knows everybody, who knows everything everybody does and knows you and knows exactly what you do. And it's just sitting there for you to uh, um, ask or do your thing and just hand it the thing and it'll go give it to whoever it needs, it needs to do at the right time, the right place. And whenever they have things for you at the right time, right place, that's relevant to you. They don't, it just picks it up and bring it to you and they, without them asking. So it really yeah. becomes your personal butler in a way for everybody in the company and it knows everybody's jobs. And it really creates this harmonious symphony inside the organization where the information flow moves around without, you know, in time, in tempo, uh, without any collisions, without anything uh, sitting there somewhere and hiding. So it's really, it creates that. And in fact, I think I, I mentioned that when you do uh, connect nodes together, when you connect them and when you optimize information flow between them, this is how nature creates intelligence. Let's say we're in a doctor's office and I'm a technician who takes an x-ray. So I take an, a, your x-ray, a chest x-ray, and then I, I create that object in, inside the computer and I say, well, this is an x-ray of, you know, uh, James and he is, this is his age and uh, this is chest x-ray. So this is tradition. This is what we do already. So this is the structured information that gets attached to that x-ray. Now we can build logic and traditional logic as to give this x-ray uh, programming to help it to work, navigate through workflow. But we also give it a large language model. We attach a large language model to this object. Now, this large language model can read all this structured data and can also interact with me as a human using natural language. Because now I made that x-ray capable of interacting with me as a human using natural language. But I also give that x-ray a bunch of different diary books. I give it a black diary so it can keep track of the dialogues between me and itself and the doctor and the nurse, because that black book is special. which just puts all the, the information that's related for us. And I give it a green book because it wants to keep track of the dialogue between the doctor, the nurse and the patient because I'm the uh, x-ray person, I don't need to see that. So basically the object becomes aware of what it is because now it's, it knows it's an x-ray because it has a large language model, it has AI. It, it begins self-awareness as to what it is. And it's programmed to know how to navigate the workflow. For example, it's programmed to know that as soon as it's taken, what you should do, you should go to this address it, over the internet and here's your authentication, here's your passcode, and you go to the over the internet to Mayo Clinic's database, and they've got this other model that is designed to read x-rays of your type, feed yourself to it, that produces a report in natural language, take the report, read it, and understand it, and if you've got any major issues, immediately report to Dr. Smith or, or whoever your primary doctor is. Okay, so you can make that today. You can actually, we can actually create that today, right? That what everything that I explained. A combination of traditional programming the, uh, and adding the LLM using this new architecture that we are proposing. Uh, identify the object, create these channels, different channels that I call the diary books for different classes of stakeholders to maintain the information about itself. And that information includes the dialogue with each other. So if I, as a uh, technician, 
I'm talking to you, the doctor, about the x-ray. The x-ray is present, it's listening, and it's actually recording all of our dialogue in its black book. I say something in the black book, you respond to me in the black book, and every time you put, I put something in the black book, the x-ray shows up in your inbox and says, hey, here's what Masood said. Here, it opens up the book and you can read it. Yeah. And then you say something in it. So that's how the x-ray keeps track of us as stakeholders, and it bounces around. And it's intelligent. It knows uh, that, uh, okay, now now I got to go and, and, and hit myself against this, this uh, bottle that reads x-rays in Mayo Clinic, and re- I just read it, and go, oh, God, I'm cancerous. I got to run over and, 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 and show myself to Dr. Smith. X-ray, is, and this is what we call object messaging. Mm. Our model is called object messaging and intelligent objects. And so the object itself is intelligent and it carries all the information about itself and it presents itself during the process of moving around in the workflow, interacting with other objects and interacting with other humans, depending on what happens, Mm -hmm. it records those events in natural language in the right channel and it presents itself to the right stakeholder at the right time. Critical key points, the things that humans are not good, good, uh, good at. Delivering information to the right person at the right time. Okay, because that right time has something to do with the tempo of the workflow. That's the heartbeat of the organization, that the whole machine needs to be moving with that tempo. And each object has its own heartbeat in a sense, right? It's moving around. So the x-ray as a component belongs to... Uh, as a small object belongs to a whole series of things. It belongs to a visit that's a super component that contains its sister, which is a blood test that was ordered by the doctor, right? Or some other exam. And the actual, uh, the uh, primary exam, the uh, taking of your uh, blood pressure and your vitals that the nurse did initially, that itself is a super component. Each one of those, your, the, the measurement of your heartbeat, the uh, measurement of your temperature is actually an intelligent object. And together, they create the vital super component. And that super component vital is itself an, ob- a, a, an object. And it has an awareness about itself. So at one point, the doctor, and they all have the LLM that they can have interact with the stakeholders, humans, but they can also interact with each other using natural language. So, and if you think about this system that is composed of lots of intelligent objects, organizing these hierarchical fashions in a way, but around the workflow, as they're moving around and interacting with humans. So it's the object that knows that God, oh, I got to run over and show myself to Masood and say, hey, look, I'm cancerous. So it shows up in your, you're the primary doctor, says, look, look, I just got this report and here are the highlights of what you need to look at. And by the way, here's a report because you didn't put it in some file folder and somebody emailed it to you. I'm carrying it. I'm the x-ray. This is information about me. I'm holding it. And I can show you whatever you want. By the way, I can show you the whole report or you can just ask me questions because I read the report. And I I can tell you the important stuff. And you got to look here, look here, look here, and look here. And by the way, because you're the primary doctor, I have identified a specialist who lives in South Africa and is on the system. And I negotiated with this appointment object. In two minutes, we're going to have a conference call and I'm going to connect you guys. 
And boom, here, we're connecting you. Now you guys are having a conference call just like this that you and I are doing. And guess what? The X-ray is sitting there listening. Why? Because it can understand the language. And we can, you, know, you guys can talk about it. And it also read the report. It can even have an opinion and say, well, you know, I understand, Dr. Smith, you're saying this. But, you know, uh, the model at uh, Mayo Clinic said this about me. So I'd like to highlight that area. So you have three doctors all having conversations here. So the x-ray itself is, is also a stakeholder in this. Uh, because it read, it has intelligence about itself. And all this information, the, the dialogue, the video, is all captured at the end. You don't need to save it in some file folder. Don't worry about it. I, the x-ray, will hold that too. And in fact, I've read it and I've known everything about it. And uh, two months later, when I show up in your inbox for some other reason, if you don't recognize me, you ask me, it's like, well, what are you doing in my inbox? And so you don't remember me? I, you talked to Dr. Smith about me and this is what you said. Would you like to see that 10 seconds of the video? Here it is. This is what you said. And this is what he said. Oh, really? So you can interact with it like an intelligent object or intelligent uh, entity and query it. And so, and, 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 and that object itself knows that it's part of a whole visit and it belongs to this patient. And so when you decide to talk to the patient, says, okay, well, I'm going to, uh, uh, by the way, I've also uh, negotiated and, and sent an urgent appointment request uh, with uh, my patient you, to, for which I belong to that patient. So you can have a dialogue with uh, uh, Mrs. Smith about me. But b b remember, um, these are the new HIPAA rules that were passed. And these are the things that you need. These are the guidelines that you need to follow. I just read them. You know, they were published five minutes ago, but I just read them. So here I could tell you what to say, what not mm. to say, right? So right. just imagine that, that the, the, so all the information about these objects end up at the right place, right time. So we don't need to figure out where to organize this stuff, which file folder to put them, who to send them to. That is what we call object messaging an intelligent object. And it's an architecture that we're proposing that merges the new LLM, the, this form of AI with traditional software systems, but with a new architecture altogether. Wow, so many layers to that too, but it's interesting because one of the things I thought just using your uh, x-ray analogy, the x-ray old ways is an output that sits around and somebody's memory has to be able to process it and hand it around, maybe the facilitator, maybe the doctor, but making the actual data, the actual output intelligent of its place in our integrated system platform that it knows and it knows to look and communicate and it's actually being an active participant. And it, so it's not like data is so considered past, right? And very, very well put, very well put. It's, not, it's no longer data. The X-ray is an intelligent entity and you can think of the notion of an X-ray. The actual film is just data, it's one of its attributes. There is an intelligent, a virtual object that's intelligent that knows that this film is just part of me, but I'm an x-ray. So you've given some form of awareness there that 
is a combination of large language model and traditional algorithms along the structured data that you are an X-ray, you're a chest X-ray, you belong to a 65-year-old Susie Q. And so, and actually this, this is, by the way, this is uh, uh, her blood test, you know? So, and in fact, the combination of, the, of all these components and super components can be uh, controlled by a higher level brain. So if I given it, go back to the example of, of, uh, uh, of the mobile phone, right? So if, if you imagine, and this is actually a new paper I'm writing about the um, AI-based operating systems, such that there's an LLM in front. I mean, you know, right now you have Siri and, and Google Talk yeah. or whatever they call it. And most people who've used it, I don't know of anyone who uses it because they're stupid. They don't, they, they're, they're dumb because they don't really have access to information because they're right. pre-programmed with some uh, uh, hard-coded stuff. They know some things about the weather. They loaded it up with some. <laughs> yeah, but they don't know anything about my, uh, my Bank of America app. They can't access that. Right. They can't go in there and click in there and figure out how to navigate in there and, and look up my balance and see how much I've budgeted for my uh, launch today. Or they can't ac access my diet program or my fasting program. They, it can't access any of the other programs. They, it's, it's not connected to any of those. And even if it was connected, it couldn't really communicate with it with the current model. But imagine every single app on this device is written using object messaging and intelligent objects, such that the actual app, you can interact with it using natural language. And then you put a higher level brain on top of this and the user just talks to the big brain and talks to the, to the, to the computer and that big brain decides and deciphers saying for that, he's hungry. Okay, let me first talk to the uh, diet program and get to what his situation is there. Okay, he had fish yesterday. Okay, the diet program says he should have chicken. Okay, I'll take that. Well, let me talk now to the, well, can we afford this? What can I get him? Let me talk to the Bank of America app, see what we got there as a budget, right? Yeah, like, right. Oh, okay, so bang, here it is. What do we got in our budget? We got, this is what you've got uh, for uh, uh, launch today, you know, $15. Okay. Now let me see what I can get with $15 chicken. Oh, here's his location. So, uh, this is all AI stuff, right? Okay. I found three different things. Let me display that on the screen. Here it is. Right. Okay. And then Masood says, I don't like any of this stuff. <laughs> Give me something fancier. And <laughs> says, well, the, uh, we can't afford anything fancier. It's already got all the information you see. So this kind of, architecture that I'm describing can make possible what you saw in that movie, Her. Chat GPT type of AI, these large language models. I don't care how many more parameters you feed them. I don't care how much more tuning you do. I don't care how much more computing you throw at them. Version 5.0, 6.0, 7.0. With this current architecture, they're not going to be able to give you what I described. And in fact, my argument is why go there? I, we can actually show already an existing architecture that, uh, that can deliver this. And by the way, the output of these LLMs are not all that reliable because right. they, make, they call that hallucination. And, and I, I, so you're aware of that. And so the part that's reliable is the processing of the natural language. Because even, even when it hallucinates, which is euphemistically referred to as hallucination. Uh, the Google people call it that. I call that. I call it confident bullshitting. Um, it's it's okay. quite confident. And I mean, I mean, I mean, if you've ever seen it, it's amazing. Uh, 
And I've known a, a, quite a number of uh, insurance salespeople who, who, who use the same. <laughs> <laughs> they, they hallucinate. The two-step, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's not really reliable. And so I tell the, some of my friend engineers, like, would you allow ChatGPT's output to fly your plane or drive your car? <laughs> no. Because it hallucinates, right? So when you build engineers, when you build a system, engineers like to have a reliability. When we build a plane that's going to cross the Atlantic, we put two engines on it, both for load balancing. They're both working and also what we call fault tolerance. Right. If one breaks down, the other one still can get you you home, right? So... Uh, and these are critical things we're doing in, in, in operations that we're doing in, in saving patients and, and building systems, uh, managing nuclear stations. Uh, most of the stuff we do at work, they're critical. They're mission critical, they refer to as. Uh, and uh, you can't have the output of ChatGPT or, or the output of these systems drive that. So you need a combination of deterministic logic, the traditional enterprise software, with a new approach, a new architecture that we've proposed, in, and uh, I, I refer to in my paper as object messaging and intelligent object that, that I describe, and you, and you take the natural language capabilities of uh, AI and combine them in this way, and voila, you have a beautiful system that is intelligent. And, uh, and you can build that today. And when you're thinking of, of programming, the intelligence needs to become distributed. And this is how the object messaging actually really works, that every single real or virtual object in the system is intelligent. It has self-awareness. It is aware of itself. It's aware of its environment. It's aware of its stakeholders. It knows, oh, you're, my, you're the patient. I'm the x-ray. You're the technician who took me. You're the doctor, the primary doctor. It knows all these people. And it knows I'm a chest x-ray. And, hey, and it knows that, okay, I was programmed when I was taken because it's somebody wrote the program. So when I'm taken, I'm going to read this program. because I was. So I'm, this is a code. When I'm taken, I'm supposed to take this authentication token that was given to me. I'm going to go through the secure path over the internet and find this x-ray reading model that's been trained to read chest x-rays and i'm going to feed myself to this model and it's going to produce a report in natural language in english for me and i'll wait it processed me and it produced that report oh i'm going to read that report because i have an llm i'm going to read it oh oh shoot i'm cancerous what do i got to do i'm programmed i know i got to go show myself to my primary doctor this is part of the workflow that's already programmed by the programmers when they design the system with this new architecture, object messaging and intelligent object, that it just follows and goes in front of the doctor, says, hey, in the inbox, urgent, urgent, top top of my your inbox, I'm the x-ray object, here it is. You know, open up, the doctor opens up, say, hey, uh, give me a summary. Oh, here's the patient. Here's a... So because that intelligence of that x-ray is also connected to the patient and the patient records, and the patient itself is an intelligent super object, right? has an LLM, it has access to all these smaller objects. So the communication can, can happen in a very distributed mode, but it also has a hierarchy where you can actually have a brain for your system that just like our brains, right? That communicate with 
the organs and move your body. And, and, and then you can, I can use natural language to interface with you, with your brain. And you use natural language to interface with my brain. And if you have something request to uh, uh, have from my hand, you ask me to hand you this class and my hand, you know, it, it communicates to my brain. My brain communicates to all the right objects and the right objects also have intelligence and they pick up the glass and they hand it to you, right? And it's traffic controlled by my super component of the brain. That's a similar architecture in creating an accounting system, an electronic medical record. This is the architecture that we use to create our pro project management system, which is really distributive intelligence and, it's, uh, and you can actually talk to it using natural language. The AI Optimist. My name's Declan, and I'm done. See you next time. <laughs>